0: Welcome back to the Daily Snap. It's been a few weeks since we had a podcast, but I have some some really good news, Scott. Uh, we are officially the unofficial podcast of Marvel Snap. We got the uh, wonderful letter today saying that we are not good enough to join their content creator program. <laughs> it's <a> shame. <laughs> no, um, I, you know it is what it is, right? Uh, we're still growing, we're still getting there, still working towards it. I do have to show to everybody, um, what the requirements are for the ability to get into the content creator, and we do not meet the requirements, right? So, it's, it's not too shocking to me that we didn't get in. Would have been nice. What I can say, which is nice, is that there are people that, um... That are very little ahead of us, you know, but they do meet at least the minimum requirements for the most part. So it does feel like if anyone that was at that minimum requirement, uh, meet like you know standards that they set, they pretty much let everybody into it. So hopefully, shortly, we'll be we'll hit that hit that you know that little marker is what they call it, uh, milestone, and then we can brag about it to them and kind of request to join again. But nonetheless, we to put the letter on there, everyone. If you're uh listening to this in podcast form, uh, I will. I guess I'll kindly read it to you real quick. It says, "Dear Marvel Snap content creator, thank you for applying to the Marvel Snap Creator Program. We are sorry to inform you that you will not be admitted to the program at this time. Our team is impressed by the content you have created thus far and greatly appreciate your enthusiasm for Snap. We're excited to see the continued development and growth of your channels. Feel free to apply again when you hit a new milestone you want to brag about. So, uh, let's talk about let's talk about those milestones before we get into it, Scott. Because I figured." It was a good thing to at least start the topic with. Um, So I have the website open now. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger for everyone to see that is following along live. Um, So this is on the Marvel Snap page. So if you're a content creator and you haven't seen this page yet, well, this is where you get it. It's right on the uh, marvelsnaps.com slash creator program. So the cool things about what is the program and it tells you it goes through here, You know the perks that you're going to get, you get exclusive sneak peeks, you get some in-game rewards, content creator community channel, I guess that's in um, maybe the main Discord. I'm not certain. Yeah. Um, an asset pack, which receive an unofficial Marvel Snap asset pack for your content. This package includes in-games, art, assets, and card art. That's really cool. I mean, I'm thinking like card backs and things like that. So it'll be really cool because now that this is officially launched, We'll get to see some of those things from the content creators, so we'll get to see what kind of the cool stuff is going around. Um, but this was the uh, the important thing, right? So this is what you had to have. You either had to have a minimum of 50 average content, concurrent viewers on your live streams through Twitch or YouTube, etc. in the past 30 days, have at least 1,000 followers slash subscribers on Twitch, YouTube, or even – I saw some guy on TikTok actually that got this mm. – um, at least 18 years of age, you must sign an NDA, that makes a ton of sense, Uh, must adhere to Marvel Snap behavior guidelines outlined below, post at least one piece of Marvel Snap content every two weeks, stream Marvel Snap for at least four hours, posting Marvel Snap videos minimum five minutes in length, posting an in-depth written guide plus feature about Marvel Snap minimum 500 words. Um, So that's pretty much the guidelines. Honestly, we hit every single thing there except we do not have minimum fifty concurrent viewers, and we do not have at least a thousand followers. We're a couple. Uh, we're about like hundred and thirty-five is short right now. So hopefully we get there. You know, so if, but, if you're watching this on YouTube and you have not subscribed. Yes, if you're watching right. it on YouTube, you have not subscribed. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast anywhere where you get your podcast click the link in the description go to youtube hit subscribe uh it really will help us we would love to get into this program and be able to share really cool and awesome new snap stuff i imagine like hopefully this goes to like you know for us in the past you know having even like a, a preview you know type thing of maybe getting on like a test server and accessing cards early so you can have kind of the ability to talk about them before the cards get launched would be really sweet and really cool. Um, any of the card arts are awesome, if they give out variants and stuff like that, that'd be really sweet, but nonetheless, I would love to be a part of this. We've been doing this now since the global launch, so yeah, it would be great to hit that milestone for sure. But let's uh, let's get into where we started. So we put a vote out on YouTube, and the number one voted thing was talking about um, tournament reports, which we're going to save for second. We're going to start with the ladder. The ladder was number two on the votes. Uh, so this season was the first season I brought up Steve's tweet here because there was a lot of confusion around the original tweet. You and I were both confused by it um, because we both just read it wrong, uh, which was led to some debates on Twitter, of course, or wherever. But uh, basically the big change this season was the ability that now every single time you hit a new rank in the game, uh, you know, bronze, silver, gold, omega, galactic, all those things – Rather than getting 1 rank, which was 10 cubes, you would get 5 ranks, which is 50 cubes. Now, this is obviously a huge change in the game. Um, and I guess my first question that I have for you, Scott, is do you think this, um, this helps uh, the more casual player? The casual player that cares, or the casual player that doesn't, like, it's, like that's guess, a tough question I guess. Tough question to I guess just in general. It. So, w- alright, I, I guess let's start by, let, let me let me put a baseline of casual player. Let's say, huh. let's say someone that plays, like, 20 games a day, right? Like, would that be a casual enough player, you think?
1: Probably more than that, but sure.
0: Okay, so, let's just say someone that plays the game 20, 20 games a day, you know, what's that, 140 games a week, like, uh, do you think this particular change helps that person i mean i think helps is all it's all defined by
1: what your goals are i mean like if you're saying if that type of player still wants to hit infinite right. then yeah of course of right. course uh, um if you're ahead. saying that player shouldn't care okay. which is my opinion okay yep um, then it's kind of where then, i'm getting at <laughs> then it is kind of irrelevant so i don't i don't really understand who the target audience is
0: I have to agree with you. Um, it's... I, I mean... I'm not actively complaining about getting a bunch of free cubes. However, what I can say is in... Uh, we were just... What is this? Day 2 of Week 2, right? And mm-hmm. basically... Majority of the players that would normally hit infinite... I would say in like... Late Week 2, early Week 3... Uh, they're already all infinite because effectively they save themselves 10 ranks of climbing. Um, and that's a big deal, right? Now, like, for me, the worry is these people get bored, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's it, – it's especially because uh, – shout out to Dara here. But, like, he just had an interview um, with a Second Dinner member and they had a whole talk and they, they discussed this – conversation about wanting infinite to be less achievable but more rewarding and then the next change that comes out that's this large change for ladder is giving everyone 50 bonus cubes every time they rank up so i i don't really understand how like one hits the other especially because there was no other changes um a lot of the initial thoughts were maybe like with this change we would see less bots that hasn't happened Uh, so it wasn't about the cubes that the bots are offering players to put into the pool to help people get infinite. So I'm not, I just, I don't understand what this change, who, who this change is targeted to at all. Uh, and that's, that's kind of my biggest issue, right? Because while it's like, yeah, it's great. It's easier to get to infinite, but like, that's the opposite of what the goal should be. Right. I mean, the only way it makes any sense
1: whatsoever, and I don't really think it does at all, anyway, is it's another it's another gotcha game tactic.
0: Okay.
1: So, so essentially, what you're doing is there's going to be another change. I assume there's going to be another change relatively soon, and I think that interview also said this, where they were gonna they want people to start lower. Okay. Than thirty ranks. Okay. So. I think in other games you literally just start from scratch every single time.
0: I think that kind of makes
1: sense. Yeah. So I think I think eventually they're. I'm not sure they're going to go all the way down to scratch, but I sure. think I think it's going to drop significantly as to what you do. And the problem, and what they do, what they're doing until that point where that's going to be the case, they're basically already giving you a carrot of, well, I hit infinite. And, and like, if they increase the number of people that actually hit infinite, when they do that. People are gonna say I got to it once before. I'm gonna do it again. To okay. me, that's the only way it makes any sense. Because because otherwise, I just don't. I don't really under like it. For me personally, like I you normally would have it infinite around this time. And even though I'm like right on the cusp of it, like there's no incentive for me to like grind all day long. Like like other seasons, I would play like like hours upon hours on the weekends and things like that. Right. There's no incentive to do that because I'm right there. Right, and so, like it didn't take me much to get right there.
0: It's really weird. Um, last month, I I like I kind of just chilled last month. You know, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself in January to hit infinite during the Zabu season. And I I definitely had some struggles, and I did. And then like I had some good times also. I think when I eventually did hit infinite, it was just like a straight ninety three to a hundred in like two hours run. So it was a nice run. But like before that, it was like a big struggle to get there. So I didn't want to put myself in that position last month. So I really just chilled, got infinite, and then it was great. This month it felt like, uh, even today, so I just hit Galactic like an hour ago. And it didn't really... F- I-, I don't feel accomplished, in all honesty. Because, yeah. A, Thanos is broken in half right now. The deck is just absurd. Uh, so I don't even feel like necessarily my skill is coming through in the game. as where I felt in the previous seasons that like it did... Kind of matter how I played right now, it feels like that deck is so high power level that as long as I'm not like really dumb, I'm just gonna succeed with it. Uh, and that's kind of part of it, but the other part of it is like just getting a hundred ranks is like pretty unbelievable or hundred cubes is pretty unbelievable because like it's so much less effort, you know. And okay. I don't know how I feel about that either. Um, so like for me, even right now, it's like okay, so we're like I said, I think it's eight, I think we're on day eight of the season. And I'm already sitting at 95, and it's like, all right, well, if I hit 100 tonight, how's that going to make me feel the rest of the season, you know? So, like, I think that's part of the thing, too, is, like, I was never – I'm never going to rush to get infinite. I'm also – I don't feel entitled that I should hit infinite either. Um, I believe it should feel pretty earned. And my fear with this is that it just feels like – it just feels like it's just too easy, Uh, you know? And – that's that's just a weird feeling. I so just because you I know you have a little bit more experience than me in other games. Like we talked about the reset, right? Uh, in Runeterra, did they have like a ladder like this? Yeah. Okay. So, like, what was the reset in Runeterra? Because they did, they did monthly resets too, right? You you drop down like basically, I think the same thing, like three, three tiers.
1: Rank. Yeah, which yeah. is which was. I mean, there's no like snapping, so like. No, no, I know. So it was just
0: know, grinding, so, right? Like, like losses. Yeah. Did, did losses affect you in that game, or was it just grinding? Yeah. Okay, okay, you. Yeah, so their tiers was like, it was like in steps of five, right? If I remember? Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. So it's technically it was like 15 levels, but it was three tiers, whichever which you want to look at it. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because I think when when you start looking at them going, okay, we're going to give you 50 cubes, then it makes sense if we drop to 60, right? Like. Because it's like, all right, well, they're already just kind of giving it back to you anyway. It might – I I personally wouldn't care if we got dropped to 10. Like, I, it, it wouldn't bother me. It would – if anything, it would be more interesting. But it would only be more interesting if there were less bots in the game because at 10, you're probably Wait. playing nothing but bots for like, I don't know, three or four hours maybe, you know? So because the bots kind of control that, you know, that entire – I don't know if it changes – if there's everyone is there at the same time, but I know like when you start a new game, start a new account, etc., you basically play bots until like level forty. So, you know, I, thirty, or, yeah, thirty or forty. Yeah. Right. So it, it would be hard to say, I guess. That would be my only fear is that I would I would enjoy the reset. I think with the change, it wouldn't even feel that bad, um, and it would just be lengthier times. You know, like honestly, I don't ever want to see anybody get infinite on day one. I don't. I to me, it's just like it kind of takes away from all of it, you know? So the fact that you had a fair amount of people able to do it in day one, and then a lot more people do it in the first week, it just feels like, I don't know, tainted, you know? It's just... Yeah, uh, totally. I don't know. Totally. I don't know. So, what can we say? Um, anything else on, on more on rank?
1: No, like I said, more changes have to be coming. Um, the other thing to note is in all those other games, there's there's a ranking system past what is infinite so like it matters where you finish in that a lot of things like like in Rotero, for example it has to do with tournament seeding, things like that and i'm not really sure what it is in Hearthstone but like it matters where you rank past infinite at times it's right. not about it's not about in-game prizes it's 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 just about rank so that, that matters for
0: certain reasons so in this example uh if you were 130 would you only drop to 100 so you would stay infinite no, you still you always still drop okay. to the same point, but like your ranking
1: actually matters um, past past one hundred for certain purposes. So like at that at that point, like this is this is in the context of people get bored once they hit infinite. Like right. in these other
0: games that doesn't happen because, right, because there's liking, a infinite, there's, like, there's a goal. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um shout out to Bravo in chat. Honestly, the bonus fifty cubes up to fifty is exactly what I thought it did when I read it. It was the same thing that Scott thought it did. So that's what I thought. I thought it was like ten to fifty, you were gonna get an extra fifty cubes. It was like, alright, cool. Once you get to fifty five, now you gotta start the grind. That's not what it was. <laughs> it, was mm-hmm. it was not that. I was I was uh I was very much proven wrong on Twitter by multiple people in multiple forums. So yeah. What are you going to do? I hope
1: more I hope more changes are coming in this is just a
0: this is just a uh... A carrot
1: instead of a, a stick to get you to do it again later when they change the rules? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, so that kind of takes us to our next topic. So our next topic is uh, kind of theory crafting this balance change that's coming. Um, I'm going to try and find it here where it was posted real quick. But it was basically... We know uh, our friend Glenn Jones is... They announced uh, Sherry and Thanos decks were going to be targeted in the next balance change, right? Which is, I mean, realistically, no shock to anyone, right? I mean, were you shocked? Are you shocked to hear these things, Scott? Not at all. Yeah, so the specific thing was on March 10th, which was five days ago, Thanos and Sherry decks have both been more dominant than we'd like for the past few weeks. The patch we're releasing later this month has significant changes targeting... Both decks, And then there was a follow-up tweet to this um, either the same day or maybe a couple days later suggesting that it'll be next Tuesday, which will be the 21st, which will be the patch. Which, in all honesty, is pretty much on curve what they've been doing with, like, the 30-day patches except for, like, that one weird one in the middle for Surfer uh, and Zabu. So it's not too shocking to me that it is this long. It's more or less upsetting that it's going to take that long to fix a meta that basically hasn't changed in three weeks because Nimrod and Master Mold have not done the meta any favors. Well, there's there's a reason for that, though. Like, sure.
1: The, the, the reason is because, um, and I don't agree with this, but they're choosing to patch cards at the same time they're patching the game. Well, so, you,
0: so the thing with you... that, uh, just just an interlude, they, they apparently came up with a system... They were able to do it without patching. Uh But it, like, broke the game in a bunch of places. Which is why a bunch of people had trouble at the beginning of the uh, February season for the Modoc season. Apparently there was a bunch of problems that happened with that actual Surfer and Zabu change. So, apparently they don't have that system in place anymore. And because of that, they have to be more spacious with their balance patches. So, hopefully, it gets fixed soon. Right, which means... The, the, what's
1: what's holding it up and what always holds it up is the app stores need to be notified at least two weeks in advance. This is Apple's fault. Okay. Like, so, so any... And this is also why you could data mine. Um, any changes to the actual game itself. Like, they can change numbers on cards without any patch whatsoever. But they can't change... Like the game itself, uh-huh. without having to have a download and a patch, and that has to be approved by like both the Google Store and the App Store, Apple Store. And okay. know the Apple, and I just know the Apple Store is more stringent than the Google Store. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so like, in this limbo where they can't do those on the fly balance patches, like that broke the game, like you said. Right. Um, what they need to be doing is consistently applying. I don't think there's any reason. I don't think there's any hurt other than like, you should obviously have to do something, but like. They should just be spacing out these changes that they're making to the game itself, like, once every week, once every two weeks. And then they can they can just throw these card changes on top of that. And they're just not doing that yet because, I don't know what logistically the reason is, but, like, if it was me, I would just be basically, like, submitting a change request, for lack of a better term, to the app stores, like, every two weeks. And no matter what I did, like, just upload a different version of the game and, like, who cares? Maybe it's just too much, um... Like quality control to do that too often because they just don't have enough of a like to, to back test everything that happens it might just take too long. But like I, that's what I would be doing in this situation. They're just not doing it, and that's what's taking so long.
0: That's interesting. Um, but that's what it's about. That's why. It's totally yeah, fun. I, I know it. I know it's very likely attached to the Apple Store. We already know that it's already caused many issues for even like other things that are kind of like within the community. Uh, such as reason why like none of the trackers work on app on on the app store mm-hmm. either because they would be the same situation of constant changes all that crap. So yeah. I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, it's um, it's great to know that <laughs> I'm trying to be as nice as possible here. It's great to know that they clearly have admitted there's a problem, right? So that I mean, first first step is to admit there's a problem. So seeing the sherry, seeing honestly, I can bring it up for you guys. Even the uh, the stats on these things are. Because uh, SnapZone now has an actual meta section here. And it'll show you, like, the weekly stats. And it, it's actually really cool. I don't know if you've actually checked this out or not yet, Scott. The, uh, the page, you can actually, like, specifically search for, like, between collection levels, between <laughs> rankings. Um, so, like, if we just go 80 to 99, we go to collection level plus 3,000. Uh, you know, Thanos has accrued over 4,000 cubes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's based on, on tracked players again, right? It's yeah, of course. But network. still, even on this little yeah. 80 to 99, you know, Thanos has accrued 4,000 cubes. Uh, Sherry has accrued one point four thousand cubes, right? So, like, just think about the difference in that for a moment. Huh? <laughs> okay? it's 3,600 more cubes than the other one. That's... I'm sorry. 2,600 more cubes than the other one. It's still ridiculous. Uh, the win rates of the decks are above average, of course. And... Obviously, we can see that it's a problem. We can probably see it's a problem through any tracker that's out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure Untapped has it. I'm sure the Staff one has it all. So it's it's great that they're like, yep, we know it. We're seeing it was a problem. It just sucks that they're identifying it's a problem on March 10th that we don't see any change for another 11 days, which means you're just going to keep seeing more and more of these things for the next, you know, uh, at this point, another six days. So um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the frustration. That's, that's the frustration. Right, 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 right. Um it would be nice if, uh with their balance changes, they maybe had um a better understanding of, like, the cause and effect of it. So, at least, like you said, they could do this, like, two-week submission thing. So, where if, like, something happens and changes, they assume what goes to next, and then they can kind of, like, already be prepared to work into that. The game is never going to be perfectly balanced, right? I'm sorry, it, they're not Thanos themselves, right? They can't actually... Complete the the goal, because at the end of the day, it's a card game, and at any given moment, any card can be broken, and it's it's basically impossible to, to always keep it perfectly balanced. But it would be nice to not have to uh, sit in the same meta that's, like, really tilted. You know, honestly, I feel like this particular meta is more... it's more skewed than, like, even the Zabu meta, because it's just, like... Zabu at least uh, he gave life to a bunch of different types of strategies within Zabu whereas like this is just like Thanos is clearly the best with Lockjaw and then Sherry is clearly oppressive as well and everything else just feels like really far behind them so it's like yeah you can play these things you can succeed with these things we're not saying that like you can't play with any other deck that you want but it's a very clear point that this is above like well above average sure Um, So it would be nice if there was just like a little bit more of like a, hey, uh, these are the changes we're going to make today, but we're already prepared for what it might cause and effect to for the next two weeks, and then like be affected by it. And this is something I kind of want to talk about before like we really make suggestions on changes. Why do you think that the game uh, – I can give you my answer, but I'm curious what your answer is. Why do you think that we get to this point in these digital games so much faster than we would get to them in a trading card game, for example? of, like, these defined metagames that just seem stale, even though it's only been about three weeks? Um, Well, obviously, compared to a physical game, there's a
1: ton more games being played. There's a ton more...
0: There's no physical
1: barrier to not being able to play. There's no, like... I can only play Magic on Friday nights, whatever, like Friday Night Magic type of thing, or, like, you know, on the weekends or whatever. So that's out the window. Um, I also think that there's a... There's a lot faster for people to do a follow the leader mentality to where they see a deck, like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So usually through content creators, they see on day one of any new meta set, whatever you want to call it, that this deck is succeeding and then they just play with it. And then they don't want to, most players just don't like to lose, so they don't deviate from what they're playing and so that like it just becomes an inbred meta of whatever was good in the beginning stays good, and if like you don't keep up with what may come out, and, and so, so that's one thing. So that that always happens. The problem in this game compared to others is you you, in other games when a whole set comes out, no matter what the size is, like obviously a Magic set is way bigger than a Runeterra set, which is way bigger than a Hearthstone set. I think that's, that that's all correct. Yeah. Um, in this game with one card a week, there's no room. For there's hardly any room for deviation from the meta now you could i think their argument is again a large percentage of their player base mostly casuals get access to cards at different times so therefore at their meta changes at the speed of when i when, when cards fall down
0: if matchmaking was different i would agree with you but it's not so that's why it's bullshit right. but but that's their i think that's their thought it i just think it doesn't work that way. That sounds great if that's actually true but it's not true so that's why well, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's
1: also it's also not true because um, all the sites all the content creators out there are looking at things from the 1% point of right. view anyway
0: well, I think- because they're
1: because they're bored too. Like, like, right, like right. that was the whole like like when maybe not when Global Launch, but whenever Series 4 and Series 5 came out...
0: It was about... It was about... Like a month later or something like that? It was like five weeks after... Or not even. I think four weeks after uh, Global Launch. Like, like the rest of us that had been here since the beginning were so
1: tired of playing Series 3 decks that all content was about these new cards, right? Right. And so, so, like, there was an opportunity... So, like, that's all you... So, so like, at that point, most of the Global player base wasn't going to have access to any of those Series 4 and 5 cards weren't even close to finishing series three, so even if they wanted to be competitive, like all the content that was out there for them was like looking at Shuri, Titania, Thanos, Galactus, etc. And it was like, well, what am I watching? Like it, it it does, like whereas in other games, it's like when a whole set drops at once, and there's like crafting, like they're just copying a lot of times what the early content creators within the set are doing, but a lot of times those content creators will be like, okay, for the first few weeks, I'm going to take it seriously and play with these 10 cards that I think are like the most meta-defining. But there's still room for me to explore. This gets back to the original conversation of like, there's still also a reason for me to try to win. Um, but here, like, you might get to see a new card for a week and then never see it again because like the only reason that somebody played it was because it was, it was something different to do for that week. And real, like, realistically, it wasn't any more powerful than, any, than the other things they could have already been doing, so it's like they really only did it for the content, and it just doesn't like in this game it just doesn't work as right. well. That's right. the point because the, the big and and I thought the one card a week thing was gonna be interesting. It's not. It's not. It, it just it just doesn't work it, in yeah. my
0: opinion. I mean, it doesn't work.
1: But 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 in fairness, like the the card acquisition system doesn't work without like like dropping, you know even. 20 card sets or something like that but like are you telling me if if all four cards drop the first week of them all five cards drop the first week of the month sure who cares that's fine with me but like you know that that would probably be better at this point because it this is it's just not it's just glacial the amount of time that things move and the only reason why things move at all is because somebody is bored of whether right? yeah um
0: yeah, my only real counterpoints are uh, the the card acquisition, like you said. It's just like 1% of people in the game get the new card, right? And honestly, with the example of Master Mold yesterday, Master, people uh, probably more, on average, more people got Master Mold yesterday because it had been two weeks since a new card came out uh, yeah, because sure. Nimrod came out and you could just buy him. So there was no new card last week. Uh, aside from MODOK, which I'm sure anyone that was buying Series 5 cards already had MODOK. Right, um, right, right, So sure. that doesn't matter either. Uh, so I imagine a, an above-average amount of people still bought uh, Master Mold. Ironically, I saw a stat on Twitter today that there was already more games played with Master Mold than Shadow King. And um, uh, what was the other really bad one that originally came out? It was like there was, other, there was two other uh, Series 5 cards that... The best, or ghost or I don't remember, but it was already more played than those two cards. Uh, so that tells you one thing that those cards are just really bad, and I am not looking forward to them being in series four because it means I'm going <laughs> to actually open them now. Right. Okay. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's it is problematic because it's like you said, it's like these new cards come out, but there's no way for any a singular one card to alter a metagame uh, that's already predetermined and defined. Unless it's like the best card in the game, right? So that's the only way that you're ever gonna get steal seal a real change there. So and even in this time, you know, series four and series five have been out since the end of November, and you know we have Galactus that can at least say he owns some portion of the metagame. We have Darkhawk that was definitely you know the the prize for quite some time. realistically, Sherry was probably a prize all along, but people were just sleeping on her because they'd rather do the cool Galactus or Thanos thing. So she got kind of left behind for a little bit. Um, And then you have Thanos that was kind of the same thing also, where it's like everyone everyone that got Thanos like right away didn't figure out the secret sauce to Thanos at all. And because of that, it got a rep that it wasn't very good and that people shouldn't spend tokens on it. And then out of nowhere, everyone just said, well, I don't have anything to buy because they made like Four bad series, five cards in a row. So I'm gonna buy Thanos, and now he's ruled the meta game. Which means realistically, if you really look at the Thanos deck, nothing is nothing about this is new. Whoever bought this card back in November could have been doing this for months. <laughs> but, but, but that's
1: the situation you actually want, right? You know, not right. not not
0: not at this power level, but like right. That's what you want.
1: Like so, everybody in the beginning bought I don't know, Galactus, Titania. Sh- Probably Shuri when
0: she uh, yeah when she was
1: in series five right um and it's like the easily identifiable really good cards right but but like you said Thanos eventually came around and, and is now like a top like that's actually what you want but in my opinion without another massive series four five hopefully three dump all at once right you won't have you won't have that again right right because because it because it, because there's no. There's just no room to, a, like, explore. No one's going to be like, hmm, man, I, I just got Shadow King. Now let me go put my Shadow King deck together. Like, that's just
0: not going like, to so, happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's – I don't know. I really – and I wish that the card accusation thing uh, does work better. But I think they they need to alter matchmaking. Because, like, that, that pipe dream that you're talking about of – during your climb to a complete series 3 you're playing against people that are that are like that are like you it's just not true like everyone i talk to is like halfway through series 3 and still getting their ass kicked by thanos you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like if that were true that would be great but it's not true so it's like this feels really bad because now that whole experience that you want to have actually never existed because it didn't exist for me either when i was in series 3 glowing up i remember all of a sudden I hit series three and I'm playing against you, and I'm like, How am I playing against Scott? He has like five thousand collection <laughs> level. I'm over with like six hundred and fifty. Like, how does this happen? Well, it still happens to everybody, and it's probably very frustrating, I imagine, uh, to get those pairings. So I for me it that I I I I like what the card acquisition is. I do wish that it was more based on that when you you're talking about ladder and pairing, because then it's like then that experience that they want players to have of build with my cards against players that are building with their cards that would be great, but it's it's not that way. So it doesn't. That's not even like a feel good moment to have. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want I don't want that to, to exist either. But nonetheless, I think we can table it to the decks themselves, right? So they 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 announce Thanos and they announce Sherry, the two decks that are are getting thing now. That do I don't think they specifically necessarily mean. Thanos and Sherry, but it could yeah. be right. It could be. Uh, it would be really, really mm-hmm. hilarious to buff Thanos and then moments later nerf him. But if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do, right? Um, that happened in the beta. Yeah, th- the be- beta is a little, it's a little <laughs> more. Free. You're a little more free to yeah. do whatever you want in beta. Um, it's a little different when you start forcing people to spend hundreds of dollars effectively to get cards.
1: We were already spending money then, but they still nerfed and buffed cards like every other week.
0: Yeah, but it didn't matter then. Back and forth. <laughs> but the, uh... So the overall worry here is obviously... You know, these are the top-end cards of the game. You know, they're... They're not easily achieved, specifically Thanos. Sherry's a little more easy to achieve now because... A, she's in caches, so you can, you can start unlocking her at, like... You know, I don't know, collection level 650. Wouldn't that be a great sure. card to open at 650? I'd be pretty sure. happy. Um... And then Thanos is what uh, much more much more harder. Uh, so ha- hitting these cards in specific is very possible. But if let's just say, let's talk about this hypothetical scenario where they don't touch Thanos and they don't touch Sherry. What do they touch uh, from the Thanos deck? Do you think is gonna get hurt the most uh, in this potential upcoming change next week? Well, I do think his stats will go down. That's the point.
1: Um... I think the stones will be modified in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. Um, and I think Lockjaw will be changed, but I think that's probably... I mean, I guess that's enough if all that happened. Uh, I mean, and Quinjet, and Quinjet.
0: Okay, so a couple things. So, what? Uh, let, let's just talk about Lockjaw for a second. What, there's, there's a couple different scenarios for Lockjaw that I think could exist. Uh, One of them was just mentioned in chat, which I think is interesting. Uh, What if Lockjaw couldn't be moved? Would that be uh, an interesting enough change, you think, to affect the whole Space Stone problem? Or is, like, Space Stone the actual problem?
1: Uh, Lockjaw with Space Stone is a bigger problem. Space Stone, I think, does what it needs to do, which is gives you a way to get into those locations that you can't normally get into, and I think that's the point. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, even if, like, some people have recommended, like, Space Stone, pull the card
0: in instead of you pulling a card out. It feels... It's, and that, uh, doesn't, that doesn't do anything. Like, it's like, it so, like a Polaris instead of a... Oh, like, so Space Stone um, would be Polaris. Gotcha. Or, yeah, or, or like, arrow, Magneto, Arrow, or whatever. Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting, I guess. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't do... That, 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 that
1: makes... That hurts that deck. If they did that, I guess it's fine because that tremendously hurts that
0: deck. I Because then you
1: have no chance of getting into a lot of those locations. Right. So like the deck is currently
0: constructed. My fear is like is the obvious fears, right? It's the I don't want these decks to become unplayable, right? Like I don't think it's I don't I don't ever want that to happen, which is why I normally incentivize buffs rather than nerfs. But I do think in this situation nerfs are required. Um probably a combination of both i'm hoping it's a big balance patch i'm hoping it's not just some like three card balance patch i want to go and have like 10 cards or some shit just to just to really shake some shit up right um especially if you're if you're only going to have a one balance patch a month then you gotta you gotta go big or go home and make it and make it interesting uh so for me you know the the overall fear is is the sum total right you, you said it the stones quinjet thanos uh, and lockjaw. It's just the gigantic sum total that is like completely unfair to basically everything else in the game. Um Thanos getting buffed to eleven was weird. The purpose of it was like so people would have more incentive to actually play him. Whatever. Uh for me it's still most of the time, oh hey, he popped out of the lockjaw. Sweet, right? I mean like it's
1: Well I mean, you don't you don't you don't want him to be like Less than Chavez, and then
0: because right. that was the issue. Right, that was right, right, basic. right, right, right. Right. The eight power was definitely weird, but it—I don't know. It didn't need yeah. to be eleven at all. It, 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 it absolutely the, the stat change definitely changes the outcome of games. There's no doubt about yeah. it. But yeah. like the true, the truth of the matter is that like Thanos is not the core reason that actually changed any of these games. If we're being sure. honest, uh, sure. so for me, the stones. Now that we've had a bigger pool of people that are actually playing this, and it's clearly one of the most playthings in the game right now, uh, it's very clear that the stones are just overpowered, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the ability to replace themselves and do something else on all, on all but one of them clearly turning to be out of problem. So and only cost one or, or zero, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a separation. Uh, so. I think that you're going to definitely see... I think at the very least... Uh... For me... Space Zone and Time Stone probably have to lose the draw card text. Uh... I I think that, like... They're both so powerful and represent so much more in the game... Once you fundamentally understand how the Thanos deck works... That, like, taking the draw away from them is... Mm -hmm. Really nice. It, It just feels like a little more... Way closer into the fair direction. Um... But that's definitely not enough. So you definitely still have to do something else. I personally don't want to see Quinjet get hit. I think it's, like, the most innocent thing of all of it. <laughs> but if it's got to happen, it's got to happen. Uh, I, I, I've i said this to you in private, that I think Lockjaw is a core problem, similar to where Zabu was a core problem in the game. At the end of the day, Lockjaw has the ability to save you, like, 15 energy in a game, if not more, if you, if you high roll on him. So, like similar to what Zabu was doing when Zabu was saving you ten to twelve energy in a game, Lockjaw has the same ability to do that, uh, and he has no text on him that you can interact with whatsoever. So But but the problem is if you don't if you don't feed him
1: like most most Lockjaw decks that have existed since day one have to have a balance between cheap cards and expensive cards. Right. This deck doesn't have that issue. Right. Get, the, the cheap cards are what you're using like First of all, they draw you a card. So, like, there's a high percentage chance that you're going to draw one of the other cheap cards without even playing it anyway. Right. And then you're just automatically getting access to your expensive cards. And then, because all the cheap cards actually have a, a an effect on the game, like, you actually don't care if sometimes they proc either, and eventually, he will get to move, etc. Like, it's just a combination of things that, like... To me, it's... Well, I understand what you're saying, like, rolling the slot machine all the time, but, like, if you... If the stones didn't cost one, if the stones didn't draw you a card, if the stones didn't draw you a card when they were revealed and not played, um, and if their cost couldn't get reduced to zero, I don't think he's a problem as big as other pe- as as you as like as so he because while... you never you never had Psylocke into Leech day one, so who, no. so no one cared. Right, right, right. So so, so
0: like to me, it's it, it's really all around the stones. So I think. I think. As much as I agree, um, could, yeah, my, my only counter argument is that even outside of Thanos, Lockjaw itself has now become a more successful deck in the game as well. And I think it's just because of that concept, is that the way right. you climb and ladder, you're okay retreating on bad Lockjaw spins, you know? Right. Sure, so, sure. so because of that, this deck is still effective at a, even a lower curve uh, aspect of just like playing Visions and playing Infinance and things like that, because or even just playing, like, the uh, the Thor version. Like it's basically It probably is a Thor version, right, with Thor and Jane mm-hmm. Foster and all those things. So there's even that version has probably had a higher success rate now that everyone saw what Thanos was doing. They're like, oh, well, I don't have Thanos, but what's the best way I can do it outside of it? So I, my fear is, is the moment they remove pieces from Thanos, this deck is still going to be very, very relevant in the game. And the bigger issue is the long-term aspect of, well, what's the next thing that it, when you get to put it into play on turn three, is it just going to absolutely break the game and it's going to make everyone hate it, hate it, right? So, like, I'm thinking more long-term with the curve. I think I think you're right. I think if they change the Thanos wording um, to where the stones just are in your deck at the start of the game and they don't work with Quinjet, if that's just, like, literal step one, it alters the deck a lot. Uh, wow. I mean, going from zero to to one, the end of the day is still, if, you can't just... Play you can't just play Thanos or you can't just play Lockjaw and then three stones on turn three and just yeah. go ham. Like you just literally – it. even that right there is altering all games played, you know, uh, or a lot of games played uh, as the example. So um, I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I'm worried more about long term. I think short term right now in the game, it is probably safe and sound. But there's a very good chance that this card is always going to be on, on a radar in my opinion. Um, anyhow, let's talk about Sherry. Personally, right? Personally, this is the most boring deck in Marvel Snap. I, I agree. I agree. With you. <laughs> it's like I, I, I agree. With you. I I I don't understand why people enjoy the deck at all. Like I just, it's more boring than Galactus. Actually, it it like it actually is to me. Um, and Galactus has is, is grown pretty boring of mine as well. But this deck basically plays. It hopes to play the same five cards every game. Sure, and that's it. That's it. The other cards don't even matter in, like, 70% of the games probably. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) It's it's like... But, with that, 57% win rate, 1.4 average cubes, uh, it's got all the stats in the world, because at the end of the day it's the easiest deck in the game to play, probably. Um, But, man, I don't like, this would probably be better stats if it was at all more fun. It's just not fun. (laughs) Uh but the core issue to this deck is the core is obviously Sherry like her ability is bonkers it's insane at 4 cost you can manipulate it with so many good 5 drops um but the end all be all is Red Skull right uh you know having 30 power is pretty oppressive putting it behind a Cosmos is pretty oppressive so yeah you know um what, what do you think can be done about this deck that helps sure you need to cost 5 sure uh you but can't... The, so like does that just kill her though no okay i mean i, I, I don't i mean you upper you upper stats and you
1: make her cost 5 okay i mean because the the problem is that you can't and this is going to this may be a little off topic but like you can't the problem in the game right now is that every Literally almost every single deck has the same play pattern. Okay. Get ahead, play something on six, it's usually arrow. Yeah. And the game. Sure. Like and you so you so you can't like if you're going to give something this amount of power, like literal power as a deck, then you can't allow that play like you have there has to be a negative to that play pattern. Right. So like she can make a fourteen power arrow i've done it plenty of times yep and um, then absolutely but then but but then everything gets pulled over right you know she can she can make a 30 power red skull but it can't be task mastered with no downside right so if, like i don't know that there's another solution that makes any sense other than her costing cost of life. i don't care if she has zero power i don't care if she has one power i don't care if like i can come up with creative solutions that are outside the current, current confines of the game like i don't care if you balance red skull i don't like like all these things are fine, but at the end of the day, like if you don't change the play pattern of the deck, all you're really doing is like 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 a stature deck is basically the same exact deck except for there's a couple discard elements that make it a little more interesting. Like insert linear aggro deck here and it's the same exact play pattern. Like even Death Wave, same exact play pattern. Mm-hmm. You're trying to put as much power into play at the same time, arrow them away from where you're gonna be and it's over. Like you there has to be there's no, I mean, like you said, not just is it boring. There's just no downside to doing your, your simple game plan. Right. Other than if you don't draw her, then your 15 power on five becomes probably a, a huge negative because it's probably only going to look, look, like realistically be what seven in the end. Isn't that, is that what that have the numbers work out if uh, if it's
0: if it's a perfect situation? Yeah. Right.
1: So like that's the only like the only downside of the deck as it stands right now is that some of these quote negative cards. Would have to um, like be mitigated in some way, but even and it, it, that deck has always existed, like the zero red skull deck, and so now with Sauron dropping down to, to series four, you can use that as a backup plan, which I think would be interesting if again you hit short. It, it would be so like, it,
0: it would be interesting if it was like actually better than what people are doing, and the the worst part is is that. It's already been proven that the armor and cosmos version is actually just better. So, like, right. th- that's even worse. So, like, you, you created a new card to make it interesting. And maybe if they do, the sherry goes to five. Maybe this does happen and maybe Sauron right. gets better. Exactly. I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's just like, like when you release a card and go, oh, it's for this deck, it's supposed to help. And, like, once again, we'll go back to the, the not a lot of people had Sherry at the beginning of January, but we had friends that had Sherry at the beginning of January. Guess what? They hit infinite with that deck back in January because it was really good. <laughs> so, right. Like, if you if you made her cost five and then on six, you,
1: you would still do the 30-power Red Skull or if they make it 14, like, whatever. The massive Red Skull and then because you played Sauron on three, you also got to play Ebony Maw. Like, that to me is way more interesting yeah. than what it is now, which is... Play
0: five I, drop on I mean, five,
1: and some five drop and a one
0: drop on six. I've so, absolutely lost the ebony mall on turn six. It it's it, right. it it happens. I would I would rather that play line than just be like, yeah, the right. game is the expect. Honestly, even as a like even as like a sherry en- enthusiast, I imagine you would feel better about getting people with a seven power one drop on the final turn, as opposed to them retreating on turn five, like. Every other game, probably. Um, because that's the worst part too. Is that even though the deck is so ridiculously, you know, it's telling you like, "Hey, here you go. This, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play armor, and then I'm gonna play cosmos, and then I'm gonna play my Sherry, and then I'm gonna play my Red Skull. And some people, I don't know. I don't understand why they stay this long because like at this point, like, you, you know, you can't win. Like you're just like, why am I here? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I for this one, I'm the opposite. I. As much as I really don't want to see Sherry get the axe, uh, this is just, like, this is just Mr. Negative all over again, right? Like, there was a point in the game where, like, Mr. Negative was just the most broken thing you could be doing for, like, a long period of time, and then they nerfed him, and then they nerfed him again, and then they nerfed him again. My fear is, like, this is clearly just a problem right now, and it's been a problem, and it really wasn't addressed because there wasn't enough Sherry's in the game. Um, And now that it is, it's just, like, The most oppressive thing ever where there's just there's just not enough interaction with this at all like you cannot interact with cosmo like you just there's literally nothing to interact with him you virtually you would need two cards to interact with armor you know like it's just like the hoops that you have to go through to combat against this is just unbelievable so it's like Mm -hmm. if you don't have and over excessive amount of tools to do it you just you literally just have to fold all the time um, and that's that's almost a negative play experience really when we're talking about it right so that's that's my biggest fear here uh, so I, I think sherry does have to get nerfed I, I think she does have to go to five I agree with you coldheartedly like the, the the play pattern of this has to change somehow there has to be something different going on here and it's just not um, you know uh, it was suggested in chat that, like, you had to play the card at her location. Doesn't matter. I, I, I don't think it matters enough, which is the true problem. Because even if you're at her location, the next card they play is still Arrow. They're probably or, winning. Uh, right. Or, ta- like, you know what I'm saying? Like So it's just, like, it's not enough. Uh, the, the play pattern of Sherry into Red Skull is going to be a problem forever. Even if, you know, I said it to you earlier in the week, if, if they nerfed Red Skull to 11 and they got on the 22, it creates a better number for the game uh, to get to, because it's you know it's it's more feasible to get to, like, 22 or 23 uh, in a given lane than it is to get to 30. I mean, 30 is just, like, you're not going to get there. It's just... It, the only deck that can successfully get there every time is this deck. So nothing is competing with that. If you get to a 22, 23... Uh, we're getting closer to what, like, the OG surfer numbers look like, but that's not even possible anymore with the, the nerf surfer. So, yeah, I mean, I something's gotta give here. I, I, it might be a combination similar to the Thanos stuff, um, but I think, I think just taking Shuri to 5 is, it sucks because the card becomes way less playable. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I, I think the issue, no matter which way I look at it, is that the card is just it's just way too good. Uh, it's always going to be way too good, probably. And you, can, you can't even if even if you, even if you did something to the other
1: cards, like, and, and she was still able to like double a Typhoid Mary or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. she's still essentially a twelve-hour four drop. And like, look at the look at the look at the terrible attempts they've made to make any four drop that's basically above seven power, and they're all terrible. And this is the reason why, because you jump through no hoops to basically get, most of the time, 17 power. Yeah. At worst, with like an arrow, it's, she's a
0: 9 power for drop. Yeah, I mean it, it – You know, like it doesn't make any – it doesn't make any sense. The moment that let, – let's just hypothetical say they, they decide to make Red Skull a 6-cost character. Great. Uh, every deck now plays Vision. Every deck now plays Arrow. Yeah. Every deck now plays huh. Miss Marvel. Like, even Miss Marvel as a 12 being able to move to a winning location, that's right. still a very frustrating line of play. Like you said, even if it's just Typod Mary, it's right, still 20 power. Yeah, the minus one thing is whatever, it's annoying, but it's, like, it, it doesn't... Like, it's still 20 power that, like, you have to find a way to interact with. Um, it's just, you know, like, all of those things still suck. <laughs> like, they're, they're still, like, they're so difficult... At the very at the very least, at least with Thanos, you can low roll, right? Like the lottery can screw you. Like you can't just like have mm-hmm. these games where you're just like, Nope, I lotteried out and it really sucked. Sherry is just like, if I draw Sherry, I'm probably winning most of my games that I play Sherry. You know? Like it's gotta be it's gotta be like in the high eighties, in my opinion, uh, on, on like her exact win rate. I don't I don't I don't play her enough to show off like, my particular playline with her, but I'm sure if I went looking for it. The number of games that she has played, her win rate's got to be awesome. <laughs> I don't
1: the, know. The, the biggest problem to me, like I said, is that she just, she just invalidates other decks of similar play patterns.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, why would I ever play Death Wave if I could just play Sherry? Exactly. Why Like, why would I ever do it? A- aside from the argument that I don't own Sherry, why would I ever play Death Wave if I can play Sherry? Agree. And that's that's a huge problem for sure i mean it's the same thing probably with a lot of the, like why would i play devil dinosaur decks and jump through all these hoops with moon girl and all this bullshit if i can just play two cards and get 30 power and literally like eat your dinosaur you know what i'm saying like what am i doing that for it doesn't make any sense uh yeah I, I that is
1: that i 100 percent agree with and i see these tournaments that are out there and i it doesn't make any sense no <laughs> be, well be, uh,
0: for, that, <laughs> for that exact reason Totally agree. Yeah. If, if you're in it to win it, right now, even in... We're about to touch battle mode in a second, but if you're in it to win it in battle mode, you're playing one of these two decks. Like, if you're not, then you're not actually in it to win it. That's my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, can, can a deck win that's not one of these two? Sure. Fine. But, on average, it's no shock to me that majority of the de- lists that have come out, they've been like this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say... Do you think there's anything else that gets nerfed outside of these two decks? Like do you think there's anything else that you're let's say these two decks get hit really hard. You know, what are we worried about next? Are we worried about Sarah again? Like is that yeah. is that is that becoming a problem? Um Are we worried yeah. about I don't know, Sandman? Like is is that gonna be a problem? Maybe. Um, do you think Aron Wave needs. Let's talk about Wave. Arrow needs. Needs, needs to be nerfed again. Are we going back down to six power now? I think you
1: need to go down to five power. That's just
0: I, I, don't think, I, don't, I, I don't even think you're wrong because it doesn't really matter most of the time what her power is. Right. Right. Um, what about Wave? Do you think Wave's a problem? Uh, I guess because a lot of
1: other people say she is. and I, I don't play her outside of Death Wave, but I mean I know a lot of other people do. And I mean I don't like it in the Galactus build at all. I think it's really dumb.
0: Uh, it's a necessary um, I, evil, but I agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, I,
1: I mean, I, I don't like playing against it. I, I think it's. Uh, I think um, making. I think being able to play a six. I think basically getting, using her as a, two energy Psylock. Yeah. That costs three. Yeah. Is where it's more of a problem. Right. I, I like the, like you can only, like you can only basically only play one card at the end of the game, right. and then they can only play one card at the end of the game. Like. Like, Sandman type effect, right? But I don't like I don't like that you can ramp from three to six immediately.
0: I don't like that you can ramp from three to six, and I I personally don't like the Death Wave experience. I think it's a shitty experience because you play on five, and you're like, okay, my next turn is three cards that all have more than ten power.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean I don't I can understand why that's a, I can understand why that's just a
0: that's you like that. that's just
1: a shitty experience. <laughs> um, I mean, so you just make her cost four, and then that gets
0: rid of that. I, I personally think that if, if they were going to nerf another card that people aren't talking about, I think wave to four makes a lot of sense. Uh, I agree. I, I agree that the the wave at three, like, all you have to do is be ahead with Galactus, and you're winning the game. The game is already over. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're behind, then you're probably not playing Galactus. If you're being, And if you do play Galactus, you probably just lost cubes uh, because you were dumb and you played Galactus. Um, but... At four, it changes all the math with She-Hulk, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it kind of removes that whole play line. It still gives you the on five I can play my Galactus or on five I can play my six drops. So you can still get all those like uh, like Doom Odin stuff like if you're trying to do that, like all that crap. And then there's uh, there's other obvious things you can be doing. But I think for me, putting her to four, I don't even care if you make her a four-four. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, that's it, is, it, it is what it is. But I do think that she's... Very similar to the Zabu, the lockjaw comments of yeah, you're just you're just cheating too much. I think I think she needs to go. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in like hyper specifics. Uh okay, so there was a tweet that came out from Glenn Jones saying that the most the highest win rate card in the game, uh no one's ever asked to be nerfed. You have a just a guess? It's probably sunspot. I think it's yeah. sunspot. I think I think it's definitely sunspot. Maybe we're wrong, but I think it's Sunspot. Is there an army? You think Sunspot should be a zero power to start? No, I don't think so either. Just because just because it has a high rent rate doesn't mean it's overpowered. You know, he eats a lot, he eats a lot of daggers. He does eat a <laughs> lot of daggers. Um, I don't know. I'm just doing like a quick scroll through here. I don't think there's. I don't think there's really anything else in particular. You know, buffs. I, I do. I
1: do. I do worry. I do worry that the domino effect will, like, I do think that, like, so say, I I think with any of these nerfs, those decks will still be playable, so, like, but let's just put them aside and assume... Sure. I'm not saying they're going to be out of the meta, but let's just put them aside for a second. Sure. Um, like, I do think, even though there's different flavors of it, like, I do think discard becomes really powerful, I think, like bounce-type situations become really powerful. I think the stature deck becomes really powerful and things like that. So I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that, like... Like, I I do think that, um... Like, Morbius becomes a problem in the end. All right. That domino effect, in my opinion, Morbius becomes a problem. So
0: I'm really glad that you brought this up because there's a card Mm -hmm. that we didn't talk about that everybody on the planet wants to get nerfed. Do you know what that card is, Scott? Leech. Right. So the reason why Leech is in the game is for this exact reason. Right. I know. Uh, Because... All of these decks that I can think of that are going to get better, they're all bad. At, they're all. They're literally all of them are bad against Leech, which means that that's okay because Leech exists so that these decks don't get to run free, and yeah. and Leech isn't going to always be getting played on turn three or four anymore. So no, discard. I discard. I totally agree with. Yeah, that's well, d- discard and Sarah both have a lot of issues with Leech yeah, um, good. because the whole. The whole combination of I'm going to play 14 cards in the final turn with Sarah in the control list and just like do a million things, it's not as good when it, those things are just stats. Um, you know, I don't same, care about I don't. Leech doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't. It's awful. It me on turn three. It bothers right. me on turn four. It's awful, it's annoying, it sucks, but like. It's necessary. No matter how I look like, no matter how I look at it, you want to make him a five two. I'll take that nerf, but I don't think I don't think he, I honestly, genuinely don't think he needs it. Uh, but like I agree, like it. All of these cards will win, win rate will go up, which is good uh, because they're there are like they're fringe playable good decks here. You know, like this Devil Dinosaur deck, you know, has a win rate of sixty six percent, which is great. That's a that's an awesome stat line, and this card is probably really good. Even mostly good into Leech because you're already playing one of your giant dinosaurs on on 5 anyway, so you can probably win through some other means. But, you know, the the Sura deck, which is really good, has a 55% win rate, and then this Modoc that has a 48% win rate, this deck definitely goes up when there's less Leeches in the metagame. And there will be less Leeches in the metagame because there won't be as many Leeches in every game being played because you're not going to see literally 12 cards every game, you know? Um, same thing I mean, with Leech. Like, win rates are irrelevant anyway because the most popular <laughs> decks are to played by more Right, right, than right. I'm saying, but definitely. once you take away the top tier decks, all of these decks get looked at again, mm-hmm. which means they all go up. So you know the tides and ships and all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So like the same thing with like this uh, this like electro ongoing ramp deck. Like I've seen people have success with this deck. People are hitting infinite with this deck. So I'm sure this is another deck that less leeches in the world. My Doctor Doom does what it's supposed to do. I'm gonna win more games, right? Awesome. Um, I think those are all important things, but I also know that in the end. Leech is going to be the savior, or the potential savior, to any of these metagames. Similar to how I don't want to admit it, Leader, if they didn't change him, would also represent that. But they took Leader away because it was really awful and annoying. But in the end, it did have a purpose. Um, And if you were a good enough player, you could outplay Leader uh, if you were identifying your opponent was a Leader deck. So, even with all these things that could happen, my biggest thing that I might worry about is that if it is just like two cards, then it's gonna feel it, it's it, we're gonna be in the exact same position in two weeks. Like in two weeks all the contract carriers are gonna be mad, they're all gonna be upset, they're all gonna be pissed because the meta has not changed in two weeks. We're gonna go into the beginning of the next season and there won't be an update, so it'll be the exact same thing again. And I think that's the problem with the season is that Thanos was very so very clearly defined the last two weeks of 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 the last season pass that we came into this one. And nothing changed, and it's now been weeks of nothing changing, and that's making everything a lot worse. Uh, so I, I really am hoping that the next patch is just like a- at least eight cards, if not more, just so, just so it's enough information that changes that like we can't figure out in like a day. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, where, I agree. that's I agree. where I would be at. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's gonna be it for the balance patch stuff. The only thing I want to touch on real quick. Uh, I don't want to harp on it too much. The last thing that was up there was uh, tournament reports. We finished our event for the Series 3, guys. Shout out to KJB playing this Death Wave deck that we were talking about. Uh, you actually lost to him in Top 8 because uh, he played Dr. Doom, and you were not expecting that, so that's different. And I, and I lost
1: a 4Q match in that, or I think, yeah, I was, I think it was a 4Q to it, And I was like, oh, the only thing I'll lose here is Doom. <laughs> Lost Doom. The was there, was, you, there you go. Are you in battle
0: there you go. Um, and then the other thing to note is uh, there was a Snap Zone tournament that just happened. I can't – I couldn't find the post about it, but the top four decks, they paid out to the top four. The top four decks were all Thanos Lockjaw. Um, it was the most played deck in the event, and the difference between the four decks was like – maybe be a three-card difference at max between any of them, so it's basically your cookie-cutter Thanos decks. I think the deck that did win it, ironically, was the one with Infinite. I haven't played Infinite in my Thanos deck, but, you know, it worked. I think 20 power is what you got, right? Um, sure. So, who knows? Um, our event that is currently going on right now... So we had 57 players. Uh, I have the breakdown... Uh, I remember it, actually. So there was... 15 Thanos decks, um, which was the highest by any, like, any margin. Uh, the next closest was a Moon Girl She-Hulk decks at six. And then pretty much everything else that I'm about to say were all fives, which was, like, a regular Lockjaw deck, um, like, good cards, Dino decks. Um, Galactus, there was five Galactus decks. Um, I think that was pretty much the majority of everything. Like, there was, there was some other decks, you know, there was some, like, fringe different connection. decks like uh, oh so Sherry was actually very underplayed there was only two Sherry decks registered the entire event so very very underplayed for sure um, comparatively I would say so yeah um, but yeah there were some interesting ones there's definitely some t- a couple different decks that are like on the teeter of top eight that are Without a doubt, nowhere near what I would call a meta deck. So that's cool because it's a difference for battle mode. It's, it's the ability to understand, like, hey, I don't own Thanos. I don't have Thanos. So how do I compete with Thanos? Um, I think those decks are they're doing well. They're, it's interesting because they're, they're definitely giving some trouble. Um, but, yeah, so 57 players. We're in round five. I think there's only a couple games left. So we'll have a, I'll probably have a full report on that beginning of next week is my guess. Um, hopefully the top eight will be all finished up by that time. But, yeah, so... It, it, battle mode right now doesn't look much different than ladder. Thanos is king. Sherry is queen. Um, there is some fringe stuff that you can interact with and do differently. I think there's probably a little more creativity in, like, the tech or, like, the overall list, I would think, of some decks. Sure. Um, but realistically, currently, it it looks a lot of the same, unfortunately. I, I wish... I hope that we get to a point where it's very different, um, and I think it's, I think not n- not to try and insult anyone, but I think it is a bit of laziness uh, because it's just so easy to go. Oh, this is my ladder deck. I'm succeeding on ladder. I'll just play this in, in battle mode because it's easy. Where I'm more than certain that some of these decks are more efficient in battle mode than they are in ladder. Um, I will say this that it, it, I have yet to be proven wrong that. Galactus is playable in any form in battle mode at all. Uh, all five of the Galactus used members, none of them are going to make top eight. I'm not even sure any of them have more than two wins. Uh, because it's just, there's too many answers for Galactus in the game. And when you get stuck into a set with an opponent, unless somehow you're going to get them for eight cubes in game one, you're probably going to lose because your trick is never going to work more than once. Uh, you know, so I think Galactus right now is. If he needs help anywhere. Which, by the way, I think it's everywhere. I think he's unplayable. Period, uh, from where I stand in playing him. But uh, people have success with him. But in battle mode, does not seem that way at all. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to me that the lack of metagame is not bigger between the two, between
1: ladder and
0: yeah, between ladder I- and battle mode. So
1: I think that's a, I think that's a, a function of of the meta that we're in right
0: now. I oh. hope that that changes. Yeah, it's um, possible that, like, Thanos is just so good that you it just, it's just that, that's the real reason. I also think a big,
1: a big problem, though, is, like, the game itself is no different. Like, let's just say, let's so just say it, there was, like... It is, but it isn't. It is, a, like, if there was a ladder, if you couldn't snap on ladders, Okay. You couldn't snap in battle mode. Yeah. like the game is functionally the same. I understand you only have ten life points. Right, right. Or whatever, whatever. I can't stand half the words that people use for pips, whatever you want to call them. Life points, five I million. Mean, I don't know what else. Pips.
0: People,
1: people, so people have called them other things. Too. Pips. Yeah, other things too.
0: What game are I've we playing? What, what game did we play? The head pips. <laughs> I've heard that one too. Oh, that's right. That was Transformers. We <laughs> had pips and Transformers. I'm confused. Anyway, um, I
1: forget what else people have called it, but like. I, I understand that like, you know, if you lose an eight eight cube the game's already over. Like like that that's an issue. Um so people aren't either either aren't snapping enough or aren't retreating fast enough. That's one problem. Um or just retreating the last turns to see as many cards as they can, which I guess is fine in the early games. It's boring. It's a good strategy but, to to gain yeah. information. But realistically, like in other games the tournament format is typically different than the latter format. Right. Like it'll be best of three with maybe even canceling decks. And I'm not suggesting it. Either. Right, right, but right, the right. Point, But the point is the formats are different. Right. And here at the end of the day, the format isn't any different other than you're playing the same person, they can't change decks, and like the first person to to take away the the life points wins, which I like. And I, I do think I prefer playing the game that way. Right. But at the end of the day, the game fundamentally is no different, which right. is why I think it's going to take seismic shifts in the metas and the availability of cards that you can actually use in the meta to, to see a divergence. Right.
0: It's either that or it's, it's going to take more of a commitment to wanting to get better at battle mode. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's which awesome. is the real truth is like, You play ladder all day long, and yes, ladder – and the functionality of the game, like you said, is the same. But within battle mode, you can do things that put your opponent at a disadvantage before they ever even know it. So if you're able to capitalize on that and find decks that are specifically good at that in battle mode, you would definitely have an advantage. The problem is is that there's not a ton of incentive for you to do that right now because – you don't get any rewards in battle mode. You don't get any... Like, literally, you get nothing at all from battle mode. So now you're just asking yourself to not be on ladder to play battle mode. And outside of mm-hmm. people playing in these tournaments, I would be shocked if that number was very high of who... How many how often are people just playing friendly battle mode? Like, yeah, I do it, like, every day with random people in the Discord, but that probably doesn't happen for most people. So no, um, yeah. that's the other thing, too, is that... Without, like, it getting more of a limelight or getting more of a focus, people are going to be less and less concerned with results anyway, unfortunately. Like, it sucks because the guys that were out there last week, you know, winning these events, you know, congrats to them. It's awesome. Like, they're, you know, they're the first people in the game that are winning these type of events, which should be celebrated. But because battle mode's not really, like, a a true function of the game that people are really focusing on or caring about, then it, it doesn't, you know, like, it's almost like, Tree fall in the forest, which kind of sucks. It sucks for those players, honestly. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, thank you for the follow, J Hugs. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're wrapping up. you have anything else? I mean, I could talk for a while, but then we're good. Oh, man, look at that. <laughs> Scott's ready to go, boys. No. Um, <laughs> need, need more topics another time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, next week, we're going to have the balance change. We're going to have uh, the only other thing that we didn't touch on whatsoever, we, real quick. Uh, token shop changes uh, we, we, we've had a long conversation about the token shop before in a previous podcast but it was like two months ago or like six weeks ago or something like that do you think has your mind changed at all of like what you would like to see now as opposed to what it, it was then um, more cards um,
1: and I mean
0: they need to be cheaper like the cards need to be cheaper and they need to have more options more ways to get um, tokens. I'll be honest. The Token Tuesday thing is great. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. That's that's all been great. I mean, I think that's that's a wonderful thing. They should probably almost always do that moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still, I like I didn't buy the bishop.
1: I didn't I didn't buy it either. So like I'm not back to six thousand. again,
0: again. After doing further research, it was not really worth it to buy it uh, as a progression account thing. Like. If you really like the variants and like it was totally worth it to buy it for that price, but I didn't care about that and the token acquisition wasn't very good, so it was like I'm not going to buy it. What's the point?
1: Yeah, and so between that and the upcoming
0: variant rush thing, I haven't right. opened a bunch of caches. I have so like tw- I have like 26 unopened caches myself right now. Oh, I'm that's doing. Mean, right. I'm doing. Like, I, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> opened. I haven't opened anything in the, since like the beginning of the season, maybe even before that. So I am ready for variant rush for steampunk. Uh, even though I don't even know if I like them, if I'm being honest, <laughs> so, it's,
1: it's it's next week, right?
0: It is. I actually might open before they come out on purpose, just to rather they get the tokens. I don't care about the steampunk things. <laughs> Who cares? Um, but yeah, I don't know the, the the token shop has many good things and many bad things to it. Uh, there's positive, there's pros and cons to all of it. I'm with you. I just want to see more cards uh, in the game at a faster pace. I'm totally cool with them saying at the beginning of the month, here is five new cards all at once. I think it's probably a better thing in general. Um, I was totally wrong on the last video where I said that everyone's shop will be Master Mold. I've still yet to see Master Mold. Apparently, that's coming in the April update. My bad, I, missed, I misspoke. Oh, that's not even coming next week. I don't. I, it might be coming next week with the patch, but apparently, it was labeled towards the April update. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I, I I there's so many things that they could do to make it make it better. So it's hard to guess. Anything is better than what it is right now uh, in terms of card accusation. So literally, if they just gave you more tokens, period, it, it would be great. Uh, if they lowered the cost of things, great. Uh, it, it, any of it, and seeing more cards, great not being series 5 when they come out great, right? Like all of these things can happen and it'll all be spectacular. We can just say that Kang Galactus Thanos are all in series 5 and everything else is series 4. Great, right? Like all of those things can happen. Uh and I that would all be great. So it's it's just a matter of what they're going to do with it, right? You know? So I don't know. We'll have to see. But I do believe that will be officially a Um hopefully we are back in some form next week. And uh, thank you for chatting me with this evening, Mr. Scott Landis. Thank you for hanging out in chat. Bravo. Always nice. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, Thanks. thank you. It is my birthday. Thank you very much for wishing me a happy birthday. Uh, that was very nice of you. Thank you, Scott, for wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> and um, we'll catch you guys the next one. See you. See you.